0: Piggybacking off of what I said yesterday, today we're going to try to understand these NFT objections and haters because, generally speaking, people just hate chain. And the majority of hate towards us that are within the Web3 and NFT community is due to the lack of education and is amplified by confirmation biases within the media. So, today we're going to discuss what that means and why I actually like to hear NFT haters speak. So, the irony about all the hate towards NFTs is that oftentimes, They're equally as passionate about complaining or fighting about another problem that can be solved by those same NFTs that they're against. For example, yesterday I spoke about the whole thing with the Minecraft game studios and how they were banning them and what have you. And some of the gamers actually celebrated that, not knowing that a lot of those complaints that they have, whether it be with the servers being shut down or the rules being changed or the marketplace not giving refunds or anything, could all be solved with NFTs, Web3, cryptocurrency and all of that stuff. But they don't fully understand that. But in addition, let's give a couple more examples. There's some people that absolutely hate cancel culture as it is called. You say something that someone doesn't like, whether it be a platform such as Twitter, Facebook or YouTube or anything of that nature, and they ban you from it. Well, NFTs really solve that complaint because if you own the content that you are creating and putting out there on the blockchain, it cannot be censored by any platform. So even let's say an NFT is banned from being sold on the OpenSea marketplace. Guess what? It is on the blockchain, whether it be Solano or it is Ethereum, any other blockchain. It cannot be censored from the blockchain, but it can be censored from a particular marketplace because that is privately owned, privately held and what have you. But anyone can swap wallet to wallet, make a smart contract to get that thing moved around, anything of that nature. It can't be banned or censored. Anyone that is complaining, let's say, about uh, what the government's doing, right? They're spending so much money. They're printing money money out of thin air and you're doing all of this crazy stuff you might be a fiscal conservative that just doesn't like the fact that your money yesterday it was worth a lot less today simply because the government is deflating its value by printing a lot guess what that is something that could be easily solved through something with a finite supply such as bitcoin so a lot of people are saying oh yeah this stuff is all fake but guess what a lot of those same people that are knocking it saying it is fake there is a web3 solution for that too Now, there's some people that have issues with the supply chain. They don't know where their food is coming from. They don't know if say their diamonds are coming from conflict zone or things are being trafficked and done illegally and things of that nature. Well, guess what? There is a solution for that even on the blockchain called VeChain. This is just one of many of them, but they have solutions that you can track the movement of goods and services and how they're moving around and the flow of money and how things are being contracted and swapping hands. But VeChain in particular, even vegetables and things like that, knowing where produce comes from, all of that stuff can be tracked and that is a complaint that a lot of people have. However, some of those people with those same complaints will say that all of this blockchain stuff and NFTs and Web3 and crypto is all a big scam and fraud, not knowing that the very thing that they're complaining about and wishing was more is also within the solution that they're trying to ban and spread negative words about. How about people that just want basic transparency in trying to Know if there's insider trading going on or some sort of backdoor deals, nepotism and people looking out for their people, scratching each other's back and so forth, whether it be politicians or a charity or anything of that nature. Well, guess what? That is all something that the blockchain can save. It is a public ledger that anyone can see every single one of these transactions, where the funds are going, what is being swapped, if it is in the case of an NFT, how much an NFT is sold for, how much it is resold for who received it, and so forth. All this stuff can be tracked and is right there. As long as you have an internet connection and you can simply read these numbers on the screen, it is there for everyone to see. Now, I spent the first 25 years of my life just arguing for the sake of arguing. It was just fun for me. It didn't matter, even as far as political views or anything of that nature. When I first got on Facebook, I was in college, like my freshman year, I believe. I was what, 17, 18 years old, and I got on there, and guess what happened? That field where it said political views, I put disagree. This was the early years of Facebook, and it was just fun. It was all college students then, what have you, and people were putting their conservatives, their liberals, their whatever, and honestly... On college campus, I was notorious for just taking whatever position was least popular within that room. I just wanted to be there for argument's sake. But at this stage of my life, at 35, no, I don't have that in me anymore. I'm not just arguing for the sake of it. That was fun for the first 25 years and it was great, especially in my teens, when social media and everything came up. But nowadays I'm like, whatever. I don't have the energy for that. I'm gonna save my time and energy for the battles that actually matter to me. So when it comes down to arguing about all of this stuff, that's not something that I necessarily do. Because I realize most people just latch onto one point and then they run with it. Whether it be an environmental arguments and not really looking at the other side, it's fun when I see trolls or people having an argument so let's say for example the environmental things everyone's saying that oh yeah get an electric car it is so much better for the environment and so forth and rape. Right. but then the other side of the argument they might say yeah sure you have an electric car but it is coal generated electricity that's powering that and you know on either side of the camp they're very passionate they're very argumentative and they so forth but if you actually listen to both of them you can pick and choose and really understand but generally speaking people just get locked into their position they don't consider anything else and like they're socially conditioned to just say one thing and just repeat it didn't stick to that. And just the other day I was even uh, talking to I have 12-year-old twin sisters and they were talking about some uh, all sorts of different things and one day I don't know how this even came up I said something about uh, Elon Musk and how uh, depending on the day he's the richest man in the world and The first thing she said to me was, why doesn't he help poor people if he has so much money? So that question right there, it seems like an innocent question. However, a 12 year old, they didn't get that from uh, us or our family or anything because someone goes out there and makes 200 or whatever billion dollars he made. Cool. Good for him. But the social conditioning is that, okay if he's rich, that means he's mean. So I just simply asked her, who told you that he doesn't give to the poor? And when she paused, she was like, I don't know. And so that is just a simple example of a 12-year-old being conditioned based on the environment, conversations that are going on. But that was a judgment that was made based on what people around her are saying about rich people, whatever it might be, and not even really understanding the situation, not knowing anything about Elon Musk, but casting a judgment and having an opinion on something. And that is really what happens with just about every topic. And you don't have to be a 12-year-old to get boxed into a certain way of thinking and a certain way of looking at things, because we have all this stuff on social media that literally just conditions us to think one way or another because once you latch on to one point and you start to look at something and you start to run with it guess what the algorithm is going to serve you up a whole bunch of content that really proves and sides with that stuff because Facebook TikTok all these things they don't care what you believe just as long as you keep clicking and looking at ads and getting promotions and making money for them so they're going to constantly serve that up to you and if you don't believe me you want to see something just absolutely crazy just start a dummy account on any of the platforms that you want to, and just start to search up a whole bunch of things about flat Earth, right? So at this point, we know we have seen the globe photographed from space and everything, and you can see that is a sphere. If you're a flat earther and you're listening to this, well, I, I don't know. Just start a dummy account and start to listen to um, things about people who are saying the world is a sphere, and the same thing will happen to you too. But generally speaking, the majority of people will accept the fact that the globe is round. To start that dummy account, start to watch some content or read some content about the globe being flat. And within a day or two, you'll start to realize that everything that you see on your newsfeed is proving and confirming that the world is flat. So, if someone is consuming stuff about why cryptocurrencies, why NFTs, all this stuff is a fraud or a fake. And of course, they have that whole world view from uh, their newsfeed and they're constantly seeing that over and over, they're going to be reassured by that viewpoint that they've already established. And this is where confirmation bias comes in. Not only is everything that you're looking out there confirming your viewpoint, but the more you see it, the more deeper you get into your viewpoint and you are just convinced that your way of thinking is absolute majority. And even when with that flat earth example that I used, you go onto one of those platforms, start to follow some of those pages and what have you. And even though that is a very small percentage of the population, but because you followed that stuff, engaged with that content, and you're served up with it so much, you'll start to think that this is how everybody thinks. And unfortunately, this is what happens a lot on our little particular bubbles and pockets that we fall into on social media. Now, if you look on my newsfeed, you would literally think that the entire world was in NFTs, into crypto and everything of that nature. But We know that's not true. Less than 1% of the people are actually here in Web3. Less than that is even in NFTs. However, you would never know that by looking on my news feed because generally speaking, I'm interacting with this. I'm putting out this content. And the people that are speaking to me are also sipping that Kool-Aid. I have another profile that I use with my real name, what have you. And I like to browse around and look at things, most of them be marketing and the boring stuff on that side. And there's no crypto information over there for the most part. There, I'm not following all the NFT projects and all of that stuff because I get a different worldview. So it is very cool to see both sides of the thing, see how things are outside of the bubble. But going back to the whole thing, then when you have the crypto person that is absolutely obnoxious about during the bull market, they are flexing talking about lambos and all this stuff and all the life that they're living those doubters who had that confirmation bias and all those things and had their skepticism and everything about the whole crypto market nfts and that stuff when we hit the bear market guess what they're happy and just waiting to say it's I told you so. So now you start to have that conflict, the back and forth, all those loud crypto people who have seemingly just disappeared over the last uh, few months or so, especially the NFT space, they have retreated back to the woodworks, not to be seen again until the bull market again. But we have the I told you so people out right now, the skeptics, and I even like to think of, say, one of my favorite sportscasters is Colin Cowherd, and he has a great show, at least in my opinion, it's a great show. I've been listening to it for years, but for whatever reason, he has an axe to grind, always has something negative to say about the crypto and NFTs people and so forth, but I can definitely tell you, even he, as loud as his voice is and how much influence he might have on people, he's in the business of entertaining, and he is paid to throw out controversial things, get some clicks and thoughts, and people keep keep tuning in for that stuff. And that is why they listen to him. So of course, he's not going to present a balanced approach. He's going to say something out there that is very dramatized and very interesting and vice versa. There's people that are for crypto and what have you, and they're going to throw something out there that is just completely outlandish. And they're going to say that because that is what they're trying to spark up. So you have some polar views and just a lot of things. So whichever camp you do fall into, it's very hard to really see things and understand why people are thinking a certain way. And then you have like the old school people who are uh, well-respected for their investing, such as the Charlie Mungers, the Warren Buffets and the Bill Gates of the world. And they're well-educated and they know a lot and they are 100% against crypto and NFTs and all of that stuff, at least in their public statements. Now, is this a case of them really not believing this stuff because they're out of touch and they have been so stuck in their ways and found so much success doing things the way they have done things? Or is this because they have conflicting interests? So you have these respected people that have these strong opinions that they're willing to put them out there. And when they make their statements, guess what? The media runs with it. So Of course, when someone is just trying to sort out and say, "What do I think about all of this stuff?" When you have a Charlie Munger or Warren Buffett and Bill Gates or anyone of that nature that is very successful, respected, what they say seems to be right because obviously they've made a lot of right choices over the years, and they are very well respected for, if nothing else, their financial success. People really latch onto that information and they run with it. So understanding that's where they're coming from and. All those things that I just mentioned, if nothing else, gives you a little sympathy for them. Say, okay, we can understand that, where they're coming from. But why do I like to actually sit and listen to somebody? Most people say that is a complete waste of time, but the reason why I like to do it is because I want to understand where people are right now. Because when I'm putting out this content, whether it be educational or just in conversation when I'm speaking to people on the street or in real life, I should say, I want to understand what objections are out there and why do people think the way they think. And if I present this stuff, again, I'm not arguing for the sake of arguing. I'm not trying to convince anyone, anything. But what I'm going to present, especially if I'm going to speak to a group of people, for example, I was asked to speak to some students about Web3 and what have you. I wanna know what are students thinking right now? What are they into? What are the type of things that they're hearing? What their viewpoints are and what have you? So when I make that presentation, I go up there to speak, I'm gonna touch some of those things, right? I'm not going to go up there to fuel into their biases that they already have. I'm just gonna throw some things out there that are thought provoking and then basically drop the mic and walk away. And if they want to ask me questions and follow up with me, great. If not, they're still in their same box and they want nothing to do with it, cool. You have fun in that box. I'm gonna go over here because it's not a question of if the world is coming to Web3, NFT technology, blockchain, crypto, all that stuff. It's a matter of when. This is just like the internet, the early days, and all those people that were saying, I don't want a computer, I don't want to be online. And guess what? They were either left behind or when everyone was ready, there, they were dragging and screaming and pulled onto all of that technology. I think of even my father who had lots of success without having a computer on his desk or anything. He literally says, I don't even know how to turn on a thing and look where I reached in life. Guess what? I forget where he was at the time. He had to do something, print something, or get some document or whatever. And they said, sir, we don't have any paper documents anymore. You have to log in via your email and you have to get it. So he had to go to a... Internet Cafe and then call my sister and she had to walk him through the whole thing. He had to be paid and to figure out the thing. I forget what it was exactly. It was like a joke in the family that here we go. Here was a guy that was literally kicking and screaming, absolutely against all the internet, the computer, and all this stuff. But he was put in a position reluctantly that he had to, he had no choice but to use it at that time. And he has to go to an internet cafe to pay by the minute and speak on the phone internationally in order to get this thing done. I forget what exactly it was, but I share that just to say this. The only way to understand where people are and why they're thinking is just, just listen to them. Don't even argue with them because they're gonna say all sorts of outlandish things and what have you. If you have your convictions and you absolutely know that this is where we're going, well, stick to it. Do not listen to that, entertain all of that as far as changing your course of your direction but listening to them in a sense that understanding, okay, I can see this objection that they're having, and hey, maybe that objection can spark something for you to start a business or some sort of service or a platform or an on-ramp or address some of their concerns, and you can launch your own Web3 platform, who knows, and turns into a business of your own just because you were able to understand and address that need and concern. But not that I'm saying go out there and just listen to them for the sake of your own profit, but just know that the concerns and things that they're saying All of these things that I just touched, there's a lot fueling into it. And no matter what, they sling at your way or tag your name into some things, just whatever. Just let it roll off your back and just it's just a nature of the beast. You're early here and when they're here, you'll probably be somewhere else going on to the next thing, maybe Web4 and whatever comes from there, and they'll be attacking you there as well. And whatever, it is what it is. So with this said, I hope that what I just shared helps you to understand all these objections and haters and everything because sometimes they're very loud and you might be doubting, well, what's going on here? Why exactly? Exactly. Are people adamant and passionate about this stuff? Am I the crazy one? No. Just hear them out, understand where they're coming from. And I would love to know what are your thoughts on all of this? Was this a helpful episode as far as helping you understand why so much hate is out there towards all of this? Please let me know at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or use the traditional email such like that. It is in the show notes. You can reach out to me there if you have any questions, comments, concerns. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.